Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And On top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Hello and welcome to episode 209 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Molly Brewer. Thank you, Molly. Thank you. Today we will be having a discussion all about ministers for magic or of magic, whichever you prefer. And we are joined today by some amazing hosts from Akio Politics. Please welcome Helene and Adri. Hello. Yay. So excited to be here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're so happy that you're here. And it's been, I don't know, when did this start? A couple of months ago? That we tried to get this together? At least. I mean, one of us DM'd the other and was like, let's get this going. And, you know, we're finally here. Long yeah. time. Coordinating six schedules. Something. <laughs> this will yes. work. It is not easy. <laughs> but we're yeah. doing the work for you, Swishers. For you. Um, but we have some weekly profit news to get to. So, Megan, take I her away. I think I've talked about this yet. But... Um, I found an article about, so this is the 20th anniversary, this year is the 20th anniversary of the film Sorcerer's Stone, and they are re-releasing the film on digital and Blu-ray and then like 4K Ultra mm-hmm. HD, and there's they're claiming there's going to be a slew of new features and deleted scenes. I am curious how we have not already seen all of this at this point, but if it really is new. I'm excited. So uh, when they say digital, does that mean they're going to have it be streaming on Peacock or do you have to like buy it separately? I would assume that that means that you can like buy it on iTunes. Mm. Is it iTunes technically? I don't know. Whatever. Like, you Mm. know, on like Apple TV, if you're buying a movie or whatever like that, or like on Amazon Prime, how you can like buy a digital copy of the movie. Yeah. I'm assuming they mean like that. Okay. Also, what is 4K Ultra HD? (laughs) 
that's like the newest like like the newest thing that's a lot it is a lot you have to have like a special tv yeah you have to have a 4k ultra hd tv and a 4k ultra hd (laughs) blu-ray player is that a thing yeah i've got elemental tv because my boss bought an 8k tv and i was like why yeah so yeah, that's, that's the newest thing? Oh my god. I was like, a lot of Ks. That's like, you know, <laughs> it was also Ks. like it was also worth like 6K, which another K, too many Ks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh, no one needs that many Ks. No. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, like there's literally nothing right now that requires this. You just blew money yeah. on something that is not gonna be that much that expensive in like a year or two or whatever when technology catches up (laughs) also to be fair like i i mean video games are different but like i'm not buying hard copies of movies anymore Mm -hmm. movie for me so like people like i buying the players it's few and far between i would think yeah but it's coming digitally do you megan buy dvds is that what you're gonna say uh, it the depends one. on the movie like, so like you some really of care about yeah so yeah. like some of the yeah. dis- like most recent disney ones that came out like i bought a hard copy of raya i pre-ordered a hard copy of luca um like those i it's like very select yeah i don't yeah. i don't just like buy them all and have them all it's like yeah. you know, i have to have like actually really enjoyed this movie and i want to make sure that i never lose it off of a streaming service and i always have access to a copy of it if i want and also like i Paranoia. want yeah i want like my <laughs> own digital version of it like on my apple tv in case again it like leaves streaming for whatever reason then i like always have it but like if you bought something like on amazon you're gonna have that digital copy mm-hmm. like if you bought it because it's your account yeah Right. I have a friend though that he's paranoid <laughs> that it'll go away, so he has hard copies of a lot of things. Megan is going to be the equivalent of the person now who has like every VH type like VHS tapes. I still have all the VHS tapes. I still have all my Disney ones. Love those puppy covers. It just adds like an extra step of having to take it out of the box, put it in the player. You know, speaking. I mean, I genuinely can't even remember the last time I put a DVD into a player to watch it, but I just want to have some just in case. It's like a collector thing. Yeah, I I don't watch. What if the internet goes out? Right. Exactly. It's downloaded on your phone. You can still watch it. Oh my lord! You know how much (laughs) memory that takes up. I mean, I'm with Sarah. But think like if you think about when you download stuff to watch it on an airplane, that's the same concept. You don't have why yeah. like you're not on Wi-Fi. So I've sure. done that. This turned but into I'm not an electronics gonna, podcast. I know, but like I'm not gonna have all eight <laughs> Potter films downloaded on my phone at all times. That would take up so much memory. <laughs> like like a hundred gigabytes of space. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, my phone has like what two fifty-six. Like I'm already like almost halfway there. No. <laughs> um, but back to the article. It says that <laughs> According to wizardingworld.com, this is going to feature, this is going to include a new feature called Magical Movie Mode, which promises director's commentary from Chris Columbus, deleted scenes, quizzes, filmmaking secrets, magical artifacts, trivia, and much more fun and interactivity. This does sound a lot like the Ultimate Editions um, that they released, like, back in 2009-ish. Um... That was a long time ago. 
Yeah. I've got to make that money again. So like people have short right? memory spans now. It's fine. Yeah. How, how different can they make it? You know, they want to keep re-releasing and making more money off of it. And they have to find some way to make it new and different. But like, I well, David Yates cut a I lot. I guarantee so... that they've withheld things on purpose mm-hmm. for anniversaries. Yeah. Oh, you probably. know, got that stuff They're on like... lock, though. It hasn't been released yet. Like, right. how, do they, how does it not get leaked? That's the question. They're like, 20 years from now, we'll want to release this and make a ton of money, you guys. So <laughs> there are all the NDAs you need to sign. Talk about delayed gratification. We've never seen those scenes of peeves. Katie, I'm sorry, your hand's been up for like forever. Ago. Yeah, true. No, it's okay. Did those exist? Yeah, yeah. they say oh. that they filmed They filmed them all. They, well, I thought but they, they filmed like, everything. Never, I don't and know. Then they cu- and then they cut it all because it would yeah. look terrible. And like we know for a fact that like Chris Rankin said that there were yeah. some scenes that he's mm-hmm. done that we've oh, yeah. never seen. So like they they exist. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe maybe I was gonna ask. I wonder how much think... that costs. <laughs> Katie, okay. do you go. think that that game from the first time around where you had to tap the bricks in the specific order? Oh my god, is I love that. that. Oh. I love that. That would that be a good fun. throwback. Yeah, I would enjoy that. Um, so yeah, it's coming out August seventeenth. So actually, I think that it'll be out by the time you are hearing this in your ears. Um, but they said that it will only be fourteen ninety nine. Oh, really? That's it. Pre order, yeah, available for pre order from Amazon, Best Buy, Target, and other retailers for fourteen ninety nine. Wow. What are they wow. up to? Yeah, that seems, <laughs> that seems too cheap. I mean, I know that the Ultimate Editions were like 50. For so, what? Yeah. For oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Holy. I remember, um, hmm. I remember I really wanted, they, they released them like staggered. Um, and I remember one and two came out and that was like all I wanted for Christmas was those two things because they were pretty expensive. Right. So yeah. I mean those were like fifty. So fourteen ninety nine, pretty good. Not yeah. Sweet. I don't um, trust it. I know. <laughs> but it does say like stay tuned for more celebration things. I don't know. Pertaining to the twentieth anniversary. So what you don't know is that they called me and they said that we need the best, funniest person on Switching Flick to come and celebrate. And I said, you know what? I'll be there. <laughs> oh my God. And then they were like, oh, sorry, we met Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we're being honest, if, if they didn't mean me, it probably it would, would be Katie. Katie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, you got jokes at the end of the episodes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us they probably will too subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at swish Flickcast. if you'd like to support us on patreon head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish by supporting our podcast it keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive felix files episodes our discord channel live recordings trivia games swish swag boxes and more Thank you all so much for your support. If you'd like to send your Potter story to us or have any questions or concerns, you can send all of those things to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Good mail. Well done. Well done. So my throat hurts a little bit. I'm not going to go crazy. Okay. Okay. Maybe I'll sing to you today. I'd love that. It's time.
for the ra 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 recap. It's beautiful for a sore throat, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> We're hilarious. <laughs> All right. Last time we finished up the chapter about Horace Slughorn, where Dumbledore took a little bathroom break so that Harry could do what <laughs> Harry does. No, and what is it? The Wiz Palace. Palace. Oh, yeah, the Wiz Palace. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, so Harry could do Harry and not even realize he was doing Dumbledore's work and convince Slughorn to come back and work at Hogwarts. And we ended with Dumbledore dropping Harry off at the burrow. Many spiders. Many spiders. Ugh. No wonder Ron hates them. I can't get <laughs> over the fact that there was a spider just like crawling on Dumbledore's head. That's not okay. Nothing happened. It's I mean, not his first like, time. I would seriously, I would just be staring at it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, excuse me, Professor Dumbledore, can I like... <laughs> can you repeat everything you said? Because I'm because staring I at don't this spider. <laughs> Sarah, I need a summary. <laughs> well, let's let's talk. It's a long summary, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> but in the history of the wizarding world, there are ministers in charge, and we're going to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It's all encompassing. Okay, so we are going to get started with our guests' Potter profiles. So your Potter profile is your Hogwarts house, your Ilvermorny house, your wand, your Patronus, and briefly explaining how you got into the wizarding world of Harry Potter. So, Adri, we'll start with you. All right. Hogwarts house, a Gryffindor. Yeah. Uh. Wampus. Uh, The wand is large wood dragon heartstring core, 10 and a quarter inches long and rigid flexibility, whatever rigid flexibility means. Um, And my Patronus is a black and white cat. Ooh, jealous. Oh, I love that. That is really cool. All right. So how I got into Harry Potter. All right. So I've been really obviously into the Golden Girls in quarantine so i'm going to um do this right picture it orlando florida 1999 (laughs) it was christmas and i was a very hard 13 year old to please in terms of presents still am let's be real but let's just say my family and i have divergent ideas on what fashionable means so you know (laughs) Uh, my my brother and i are the youngest uh by double digits in relationship too my entire family of cousins. I am Puerto Rican, so of course I have many, many cousins. Um, so my cousin and godmother Camille was panicking because she was like, "What am I going to get this girl for Christmas?" And she had heard about these books that were all the rage. And since I'd been kind of like devouring books since I was like ten or whatever, uh, she was like, "Fine, I'll just get her these two, and like I'm done with Christmas." Um, it was Sorcerer's Stone in Chamber, and I ended up buying a uh, prisoner during that family vacation. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. <clears throat> Do you still it. live in Orlando? No. Um, so we used to vacation there a lot because my aunt and cousin and other cousins lived there. So it was, you know, full house. My brother lives in Orlando though. So nice. Very cool. It's nice. All right, Helene. Let's hear it. (laughs) Yes, um, I am a Hufflepuff, although some of my friends might disagree and tell you I'm a Slytherin, but don't believe them because I'm (laughs) definitely not that there's anything wrong with being Slytherin. (laughs) 
<laughs> Megan, I know that you're very proud of in Megan, but um, <laughs> I just, I know that I'm a puff in my heart. Uh, my Elmer Morning House is Pakwaji. Um, my wand is maple with unicorn hair. Um, I can't exactly remember the length or the rigidity, but I think it's like 10 and a half inches. Um, and then my Patronus is a dolphin. Yeah, you could be part of my dolphin pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like the ocean, so it's a bit Me weird. <laughs> I almost said something right. super dumb and was like, they're not just in the ocean. <laughs> but wait, well, <laughs> what if dolphins don't like the ocean? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. This is what happens when I'm real tired. Really tired. <laughs> we don't need air to breathe. What? I just... <laughs> I just came back from watching Jungle Cruise, um, the oh, new nice. movie with Emily Blunt, and there were dolphins in the Amazon. I don't know if that's a real thing, but they, in that movie oh. there were. Who knows? Are there, I have no I idea. Wonder if was the movie good? Forever? It was I'm good. Googling this. Are I there? heard people really like that movie. Yeah. So far, I like the people that are in it. Yeah, same. Same. It can be found in several major rivers on two continents. So oh, they're in rivers. There are freshwater dolphins. Oh. I could, I could, I could be that. I'm a freshwater <laughs> sasa. <laughs> well, uh, how I got into Harry Potter, um, I don't know. I sent my Potter story to you guys. I, I've been listening to you since probably you started, so it's possible that you've Aww. read my Potter story on this podcast in the past. Um, but my father, both my parents wanted to encourage me to read more when I was younger, and um, in order to do so, my my father offered me two cents per page of any book that I finished. So like if it was like a hundred page book, I'd get like $2. Um, and being the savvy little eight-year-old that I was, I was like, I'm going to start like this cash cow of a series and <laughs> get a ton of money out of it. <laughs> At that time, I think the first three or four were out. And uh, I mean, I just, I mean, after the first one, I was hooked. So I, it was, I, at that point I was like, I don't need it, the money anymore, but it's a nice perk. That's awesome. Right. That's hilarious. And I freaking love it. It worked. If you ever want to encourage your kids to read more, like, I mean, it's not that expensive either. Like a 400 page book, is like, it's less than 10 bucks. So. <laughs> my mom, my mom once said that she used to pay me to be quiet. And I was like, it would still work. I'm like, pay me 20 bucks. I'd shut up for a long time. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's okay. So, like I said, we are going to get into the history, and we are actually going to go through all the ministers of magic that we know of. And so I pulled a lot of the information from wizardingworld.com, an article by the author called Ministers for Magic. So there it says four. Sometimes in the movies it says of, for, who knows, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> ministers that are magic, magical magic ministers. magic magic ministers <laughs> all right so the history according to this article the ministry of magic was formally established in 1707 with the appointment of the very first man to hold the title minister for magic ulick gamp the Minister for Magic is democratically elected, although there have been times of crisis in which the post has simply been offered to an individual without public vote, Albus Dumbledore being made such an offer and turned it down repeatedly. There is no fixed limit to a minister's term of office, but he or she is a, 
Ob- sorry, obliged, obliged to hold. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was scrolling. <laughs> obliged to hold uh, regular elections at a maximum interval of seven years. Ministers for magic tend to last much longer than Muggle ministers. Generally speaking, and despite many a moan and grumble, their community is behind them in a way that is rarely seen in the Muggle world. This is perhaps due to a feeling on the part of wizards that unless they are seen to manage themselves competently, the Muggles might try and interfere. I don't think it's a smart idea. Yeah, I don't think it's a smart idea to not have a fixed limit. Yeah. They obviously didn't have a George Washington who like voluntarily stepped down and kind of created the precedent. It would have been nice if they had something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also like, it's interesting that we never, um, like we never saw, I mean, I guess there was never an opportunity for us to see an election, but like that would have been cool to see and to like see how it differs because I'm assuming Scrimger was put in place in a time of emergency, probably without a public vote because Fudge stepped down um or was fired whatever sacked yeah. i think part of that him too is being appointed is because wasn't he a part of like the orcs he was right? the head yeah head so like orcs. it makes yeah. sense that like you're about to fight voldemort again you might want someone that's skilled uh in defeating dark wizards and not like you know fudge who's skilled in nothing it yeah. just would have been cool to see more of like the politics behind yeah. um hermione something. was probably elected i would think it wasn't yeah. a time of crisis. That would um, be... But, like, thickness was put in by the Death Eaters, and then Kingsley was appointed because there was a time of crisis. But see, like, that could have been a time when we could have seen an election. Like, Kingsley being elected I think could he have was been voted. I think he was voted in later. Wasn't he, like, put in, and, and then, then and then they go, like, went ahead and, and, yeah... I be- I'm. I think I'm right, but I don't know how to prove it. I think I'm right. <laughs> I'm that right. Was the you're most wrong. Gryffindor thing ever. I think I'm right, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know how to prove it. <laughs> most likely to be correct. <laughs> um, I, feel uh, this t- I really feel this in my heart. Yeah. See, <laughs> you are correct, and I also am correct every time I open my mouth, but I just can't prove it. Thank you. Thank you. I feel that. Um, so the Muggle Prime Minister has no part in appointing the Minister for Magic, whose election is a matter only for the magical community themselves. All matters relating to the magical community in Britain are managed solely by the Minister for Magic, and he or she has sole jurisdiction over the ministry. Emergency visits to the Muggle Prime Minister by the Minister for Magic are announced by Portrick Ulitgamp, which is the first Minister for Magic, and hangs in the Muggle Prime Minister's study in number 10 Downing Street. Aline. Yeah, I'm wondering then, like, they made it a point to say that the Muggle Minister of Magic has no say in who the who the magical prime minister is. Do wizards and witches get to vote in the Muggle prime minister elections? Hmm. Oh, interesting. That would it's be like, bizarre. But, like, and, here's and the thing, unfair. <laughs> But if they're also living in the yeah. Muggle world, they should be allowed to have a say in who's running the country. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, that's the question that I don't think is really ever answered in general is, like, are they counted in the population? Like, I don't know their whole education system. Like, are they going to school until they're 11 and they're suddenly pulled out? Like, are there records of, like, no, they're still in school? Do, should they be still in school? Are there right. records of, like, are they being homeschooled? Stuff like that. You know what I mean? 
So I don't know how they're counted in the population. Yeah, I mean, Adrian and I had a really interesting discussion about this recently for one of our patron-only um, segments where we kind of discussed the amount of involvement the magical world and law enforcement should have in the muggle world, like how they could help if they were to intervene into the muggle world. And so I just, I'm curious if if they have a certain involvement, especially in the political system in the muggle world themselves, because they are, like Sarah said, living as citizens in England or Scotland or wherever they are. And so like, it's very, seems like a very one-sided street, honestly. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Adri? Well, we also know that muggles are like, like, it, like, I'm sorry, let me start over. We also know that wizards are counted as people within like the muggle world because their murders when Voldemort is back make it into the papers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know they don't know like, oh, this person was head of the Aurors or whatever. Yeah. Right. They think like it's someone, you know, living it's just home alone or whatever. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they are counted as muggle citizens. And wizards? Who knows? I feel like they probably are. It seems like it. And I mean, like, I do, like, I I guess I can see both sides of it where, like, well, they are kind of, like, double dipping in terms of having a voice politically. But um, I think because of the things that, like, each prime minister handles and, like, how different they are realistically, like, it does make sense that they would have a voice in both. Um, just because, you know, if you're literally living in like the middle of muggle London, you're still going to be responsible for paying taxes mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. So um, I would assume or like, you know, I I would guess some witches and wizards utilize the school systems in England, Scotland, Ireland um, before they go to Hogwarts. Not all of them do, but I would assume some. So, again, like you're paying for that. Um, so, like, I think you should have a say. I I agree with you about schooling because if you think about it, when you go to Hogwarts, like they're not teaching you how to read, they're not teaching you how to write, they're not teaching you any kind of math. Like you need those basic things. So you're either homeschooling or are you going to muggle school? Or are there like early ed schools for wizards that we don't know about? Like what's going on? Who's teaching the children to read? Piglet Ward, I want to know. I think Bob the books. Weasleys. Bob books. <laughs> I think the Weasleys. I think they say in the series that the Weasleys are homeschooled at least for the first eleven years. But and I can totally I see so. that. Be- yeah, because like Molly is a very hands-on mom, so like it would make sense that she would do that. But I, I can't... could, I could see like a kid like Malfoy going to some special like yeah. early wizarding school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you see mm-hmm. Lucius or Narcissa teaching Malfoy no. or anything? No. I could see yeah, them not even manners. Not even teaching them manners. <laughs> He also oh, would be God. like, Dobby, teach him how to read. <laughs> do have money. So a lot of times, a lot of re- right. like rich people, like people like that, have nannies or like not scholars, tutors. That tutors. Tutor, scholars. Tutor kids. Well, scholars. This is my scholars. Scholars. Scholars money. <laughs> Maybe he had a governess. Like, you know, yeah. Maybe it's like Jane Austen type circa, I don't know, Regency yeah. period. I love that. I think the white peacocks taught him everything. I was going to say that. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. And I I don't know why. Rubbing off on you. 
It's true. Um, so this is a fun fact, not so much. No Muggle Prime Minister has ever set foot in the Ministry of Magic for reasons most distinctly summed up by ex-minister Dougal McPhail, the term of office being 1858 to 1865. Their pure we their pure wee brains couldn't cope with it, pretty much. I don't know how to read that, how it is. Could they cope? Could they? It's got to be like in a real thick Scottish accent. Yeah, I think I'm that not going to do Scottish. that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I just, that is annoying. Yeah. It's dumb. It's so uppity. Like, I don't know how else to, to phrase that besides like, they're below us and we're better mm-hmm. and we're not going to show them anything, but I'm going to have full access to their office anytime I need to. Also, I don't remember seeing a portrait of Ula Gamp in the crown. So fake news. It implies that wizards believe that they're not only, you know, better, but like just smarter than muggles. Yes. Which, I, like where, where does that come from? Why do they think they're smarter? Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about that in the first chapter of half-blood prince like fudge pops in yeah a ton and of he times just, like doesn't explain just, anything just and then like like wants him to be like well what is that so he can be like oh psh, you don't know what a giant oh, you is know you know is. Yeah. yeah i mean it's one of those things where like there are some things in the wizarding world that like are better and then there's some things where like it's the 90s and you're still not using pens but you're using a quill and ink <laughs> so it's smarter man. not also- harder it's like we've we've been saying this probably for years at this point. Like the wizarding world is so far ahead in some aspects and so far behind in some others, like even politically. Yeah. So like looking at how they deal with mental health is terrible. It's not they don't. Yeah, they don't <laughs> deal with it. But then, they you don't. know, they've had women prime ministers way before we've had a woman president like they're socially ahead in some aspects and socially horribly behind in others. And it's, uh, it's just an interesting balance. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about you camp? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, let's move on. Isn't there like a law or something with his name? Yes. Gamp's law. Gamp's law. I have, yeah. I have a link in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> no, it's fine. So you like Gamp term from 1707 to 1718. Previously head of the Wizengamot, Gamp had the honorous job of policing a fractious and frightened community adjusting to the imposition of the International Statute of Secrecy. His greatest legacy was to be found in the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. And so, yes, we know the word not word name gamp because of gamp's law and hermione basically schooling ron about this and so one of the quotes is your uh your mother can't produce food out of thin air no one can food is the first of the five principal exceptions to gamp's law of elemental transfiguration it's impossible to make good food out of nothing you can summon it if you know where it is. You can transform it. You can increase the quantity if you've already got some. Dot, dot, dot. And so, yeah, Gamp's Law. So that's where we've heard that name before. Did I wish? I wish I could just buy one serving of something and then be like, bam, 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 party time. The amount that, like, they could 
they could just like fix world hunger like, why <laughs> right. haven't they yeah they don't want to be found out because then they don't they want muggles coming just have it for everything be, just have it be like an anonymous donation or something i don't know they could yeah. make it seem like the muggles found it themselves they'll yeah. be muggles be walking around they find this like you know mountain of pizza and they're like we just solved world hunger on our own oh my god <laughs> Please move your million bananas <laughs> to the belt. <laughs> you know, maybe they're like, you know what? We saw what loaves and fishes did for Jesus. We don't want this for us. Thank you very much. Yeah, oh maybe. Maybe they said hard pass to that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it'd be like cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> That's just dangerous now. <laughs> but the wizard kind would do that. They'd be like, this, they can just have this. We'll deal with it. it rain spaghetti and meatballs yeah. it's fine oh my gosh i love that book okay that's a good book it's a good book. movie so let's get down to Felix's name to defeat the huns sent <laughs> <laughs> all daughters um so from old norse roots its meaning is playful heart spirit play so i thought that was interesting and then the name gamp is something that I did not think it was going to be. It's an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> and so the word was thought to have made its debut in 1855 from a Charles Dickens novel. Martin, how do you say that next word? Chuzzlewit. Chuzzlewit. <laughs> I truly have guess. never heard of this. I don't care um, for that word. That's weird. <laughs> And so the the uh, character called Sarah Gamp often carried a large cotton umbrella. You're welcome, oh. everyone, for that. Would that really protect you from the rain, a cotton umbrella? I don't know. It's 1855. Uh, it probably <laughs> Maybe... would if they put wax on top of it. Maybe. True. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would get heavy. Yeah. Maybe he's supposed to have that name because he, like, was the first to encompass ruling over the wizarding world. Oh. He's protecting the wizarding world with his, huh? with his umbrella, with his umbrella name. name. Love it. Hope it Love wasn't it. cotton. It's a great connection. He taught us the umbrella of transfiguration Ooh. rules. <laughs> oh, my God. He taught us that if you have one umbrella, you can make more, but you can't yes. make an umbrella out of nothing. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, that Rihanna didn't like you, Scamp. Like, <laughs> Gamp, Gamp, eh, eh. Exactly. Stop it, Tiffany. That sounds so much better. Let's that was great. Real. No. I buy that. Do a cover oh, of it. God. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Damocles Rowl. We know that name. You're oh, evil. <laughs> so... Damocles' term was from 1718 to 1726. They were elected on a platform of being tough on muggles. Uh, Are you surprised? That sounds like the equivalent to like tough on immigration or something mm, like that. You know? Indeed, <laughs> indeed. I am the law and order president. <clears throat> well, Raul, we have... I don't know if they're the same family, but I'm going to assume so. I have a link for you. Um, Raul. Death Eater. The one guy. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Raul. Snatcher, right? He was a <laughs> no. snatcher, wasn't he? What's well, Raul's first name? Why don't you just hold on until I get <laughs> okay, to the link? <laughs> Censured by the International CL. Confederation of Wizards. He was eventually forced 
to step down. Click that link, folks. It's right there for you. Oh my god, the picture is great. Looks horrid. Absolutely (laughs) horrid. I don't even... (laughs) Yes. Okay. That... Yes. Okay. So, Rao was the surname of a pure-blood wizarding family. (laughs) Okay. And... Uh, like part of this is quoted here. Yeah, part of the sacred twenty-eight. Scorpius is quoted as the Rows were pretty extreme Death Eaters. You don't thanks, my man. I love Thorfinn. Thorfinn Rao is who you were thinking of that we know from the Potter series. Um, he's got serious RBF. I don't know why when I pictured Raoul in my head, I pictured that snatcher guy who like gets Hermione. What is his name? Um. Oh man, with, right with the there. with her scarf. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head. I have a Harry Potter Gosh, podcast. <laughs> Anyways, that, that was who I pictured. No, I, Scabior. Scabior. Yeah. Scabior. Scabby. So famous Ralph. Damocles, Minister for Magic. Uh, Euphema Rowell, legal guardian of Delphini. Oh, oh. you didn't huh. remember that. No, have you I all seen Helena and Adrian? Have you seen Chris Child live? I have. Yeah, I have not. Not yet. Not yet, or not on. Not on your list. <laughs> um, can we go half and half? Okay. <laughs> yeah. After my did you read it? <laughs> I did oh, you didn't not. like it live. You didn't I read like- it. Adrian did Adrian did not read it. I I read it and saw it live. I did not and I liked the stage magic. Um, but the plot did not you didn't like the story. It was not redeemed for me. The trolley witch trolley witch scene was probably the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I didn't like that scene. The long fingers. You didn't like that. (laughs) Do you think they kept that in in the, the new version? It's all I would hope that they cut that because it was that, utterly ridiculous. But here's the thing, though, I but, feel or like sometimes they would keep it. I feel like sometimes when you're watching something and they've like maybe edited it, they like cut out good things and leave in things that you're like, "Why did you leave that in?" I know. But you cut that out. That's that that part of me is like so curious to see this like new one, wind yeah. down version. But yeah, mm, I'm not paying for it again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. So we I, have, I like it, but yeah, I, like it. I know that we're in the minority here. We are. Um, Unsurprisingly, I cried through the entire I two cried. things. I cried in the Dumbledore scene when he finally told Harry that he loved him because mm-hmm. I'm with Tiff on the Dumbledore love, but that was it. But did you bleed? Because I bled. <laughs> I literally she died. She did. The part, From the part where? where Hagrid goes to their house, gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. And then you think about it, we're like, no, he literally had to do that. Yeah. Like, uh, was so Sirius we- in that scene? No, I don't think no, so. That's no, messed no, no. up because he was there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we were sitting really, really high up, and I got a nosebleed in the nosebleed section. Oh, so, yeah, perfect. I thought it was tears and snot, and it was blood. <laughs> it was all of it. Oh, no. Yeah, it was bad. Anyways, we have Thorfinn Rao, who's the Death Eater, <laughs> active during the Second Wizarding War, 
And then I don't know where this information is from. This is, well, this is on the wiki, but I don't know who Regina and Rowena Rowell are. It says, um, Regina is an unspeakable during the Withers two- Unite. Bogus. Um, Rowena ministry worker in 2010s. I want to see. I bet you both of these are Wizards Unite. Technically <laughs> canon. I know. Technically canon. This is true. Yeah, both of those characters are from Wizards Unite. Wizards Unite. Follow up question from earlier. Yes. What is a pretty extreme Death Eater? Can you be like a super light Death Eater, like just just for the aesthetic? <laughs> death Eater light. Is that just They're for the high tattoo? on sugar? <laughs> yeah, just like just for the aesthetic. Like I just want to be dark and mysterious and don't talk to me. Like is is there a way? Because like it just seems to me like in or out. It doesn't seem to me like there are gradations. I don't think right. so either. Yeah, I agree in terms of just like being one and not being one. But I'm gonna assume he meant that like. They did a lot. Like they I wonder if it's yeah. well. Like I wonder if it's like they're, they're all death eaters. They're all not great. And then For there's sure. some that like really enjoy what they're. Then doing. there's like <laughs> Bellatrix. Like she okay, yeah, like yeah. no qualm plugs yeah. to torture, right? Where there's others who are like, nah, I'm not really here for that. I'm here for like you know the medical benefit, self preservation. Kind of you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our 401ks are great. <laughs> My. Yeah, so like this is like the Death Eater that does it for the love of it, not for the external benefits. Not for the dental. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the dental. That seems right. (laughs) Oh, let's talk about names. So Damocles, a courtier of ancient Syracuse, held to held to have been seated at a banquet beneath a sword hung by a single hair. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. That does not sound like a good thing, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want anything to do with that. Better been some thick hair. <laughs> <laughs> so the name Raoul is interesting. So I just pulled this little blurb because this is what I found. It says if you've seen Western movies, you've seen Raoul's. The noun Raoul names the circular point covered disc on the end of a spur that is used to urge powerful steeds to maximum speeds. There's a word for that? There's a word for everything. Yeah, apparently. That's true. Um, But cowboys didn't invent them. Knights in shining armor were sporting them even before the 12th century. English speakers of yore picked up the noun Raoul from the Anglo-French Raoul, meaning small wheel. So I thought that that was interesting. Why that makes me want to laugh. Go ahead. Maybe because their brains are small and that's why they want to be death eaters. What? <laughs> I don't know, you know? <laughs> I don't All know, they have know? in their brain is like death eater stuff. When like, yeah, you should <laughs> oh, oh, broaden your mind. Muggles are cool. So are like muggle-borns. Uh, this is slightly off topic. Well, what season of Friends are you in, Katie and Megan? In your Three. podcast? Three. Okay, I was gonna oh, make I'm a friends go. reference because the word your I don't I can't remember if it's if you've already seen it, but the word your definitely reminded me of a really good friends reference. But I don't want to ruin anything for you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I appreciate I don't, it. Is it, <laughs> is, it is it one where people are fighting? Oh my gosh! Let's just say Pottery Barn. I don't think that's a. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good oh, one. Oh yeah. Oh, let's go to our next minister, shall we? Mm -hmm. Perseus Parkinson, terms 
1726 to 1733, attempted to pass a bill making it illegal to marry a muggle. What a POS. Megan. Does it, so like going through the this list, does it annoy anybody else like how little variation there is with last names and how just like everybody happens to connect? Does that like annoy anybody else? It seems I really mean, easy. They're also a small group of people. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of wizards going on in I guess. the Ink of Land. Like, well, but if you didn't know about land. like, if you didn't know about the U.S., you'd think like all of us were connected to like the Bushes and the Clintons and like whoever else. Yeah, I yeah. think there's more people over here though. Yeah, and really, it's only like, the small wizarding community. I just feel like when it comes to politics, like power keeps being like. Yeah. by the same yeah. family yeah anyway. for sure true they for can sure. abuse things like that unfortunately we need some a fresh lot of, meat. i am i am liking the name perseus though i mean <laughs> yeah feeling <laughs> that from percy jackson <laughs> so I've far a lot of like bad people connections sad mm. you know yeah sad <laughs> well they're the they're the sad old people. old names and wizards. i know you know this is true so yep. gonna pop up um so, yes, this person m- misread the public mood, the wizarding community, tired of anti-muggle sentiment and wanting peace, voted him out at the first opportunity. Yes, Good that's right. Get Good out. I was shocked. And, of course, we all know Pansy. <laughs> A bad egg. Um... This is Name part of been geranium. Oh my god! I said egg, not flower. But her <laughs> name is Pansy. <laughs> anyway, Parkinson is part of the sacred of twenty. Like of geraniums on this podcast. Sacred twenty-eight. Um. So yeah, it says at least one member of the family was sorted into Slytherin house. Thank you for that, Harry Isn't Potter. It weird Wiki. to think that this girl is married to a Hefner <laughs> now. Yeah, talk, talk about that. She had his baby, didn't she? Didn't they have yeah, a baby in the last year? Oh, in real time life then? Yeah. You're talking about the actress who plays Fancy Park? <laughs> yeah, yes. she's married to like Hugh Hefner's grandson. I think it's his son. I think really? My mom, my mom went to summer camp with like Hugh Hefner's daughter. It's crazy. It's a small oh, world. How many children yeah. did Hugh Hefner have? Yeah, his son Cooper is married to her. Oh, wow. He probably had a lot of children. I would not be surprised if he had a lot of children. Yes. Um, the name Perseus is a hero, the son of Zeus. And how do you say that? Danae? He only has four children. Well, Hugh that? Hefner. Oh. The important things on a Harry Potter yeah. podcast. We need to know these. <laughs> the real issues. Yes. What, is, what house do you think he was in? He's a muggle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway who slew the gorgon medusa and afterward saved andromeda from a sea monster there you go um and then so i could not find anything with parkinson except for um the british physician james parkinson who first described um and, and quote well title an essay on the shaking palsy so parkinson's disease in 1817 that's literally all i could find because i could not go that many pages it was like 
page <laughs> after page <clears throat> this is another name you're gonna know this is eldrick diggory Woo! term <laughs> 1733 to 1747, a popular minister who first established an aura recruitment program died in office from Dragonpox. That Dragonpox. That's cool Pox. that he started a recruitment program. Yeah. Yeah, that Dragonpox man wiped out a lot of witches and wizards. Mm hmm. Um, they should have gotten vaccinated. They should have. You're right. All I can think of is my boy. Mm. oh so sad man i'm sorry i didn't ask for that however if you go into amos diggory's whole deal he wasn't a nice chap um especially if you know about cursed child stuff i don't dig him you know what i mean not the greatest of fellas but you know (laughs) it is what it is i don't dig him get it diggory i love it it was great (laughs) <laughs> is Diggums a game or something? Dig Dug is a game. And I know Dig Dug's a game. There's what steakums. am I thinking of? <laughs> Steakums is what I'm thinking of. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of Steakums. How strange. I always steakums. wanted Steakums. My dad would never buy them. I don't oh think they're that good. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, Digger, or no, I'm sorry, Eldritch. And I thought that this was really cool. So um, a strange or unnatural, especially in a way that inspires fear, weird and eerie, and the women whose voice had risen as a kind of Eldritch sing song turned with a skip and was gone. And that was like the first quote that was um, at the top of the search. Yes. So eldritch, um, eldritch things are spooky and weird. They make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. If you're um, reading horror or a fantasy story, you may see the word eldritch, which means uncanny, unearthly, and weird in a supernatural way. Anything that a witch does is eldritch. Goblins and elves are eldritch creatures. I thought that that was interesting. This is making it one of my favorite words now. Actually. It's really yeah. cool. Are fairies eldritch? I was gonna ask. I don't know. Maybe you could Google that. Are high fae eldritch? High Are fae. Illyrians eldritch? Get out. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. Um, so the name Diggory is a boy's name of French origin, meaning lost one. Like a Peter Pan. Well, we lost Cedric. And he and was num- too no. soon. He was one of the. He was the first, like of that, like the beginning of the that. First war, I feel like you know what I mean. Yeah, he was not. And I'm done. You're all welcome for that wealth of information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's continue on our timeline. We've got Albert Boot. Which like is, Terry, right? Oh, Terry. So, <laughs> don't we have a boot in the Slug Club, right? Terry, isn't it? Is it Terry? Or I didn't know if that was him or his dad's name, because like it doesn't Slughorn only invite him because of, or no, his because of his uncle, uncle. right? I'm but. sorry, is it Terrence Boot? <laughs> only was in trouble. When he's in trouble. He's Terrence Boot. So Albert was minister from 1747 to 1752. 
he was likable but inept and that's just it's just such a sad sentence about a minister <laughs> <laughs> likable but inept he resigned was he, was he like a himbo like what is happening here <laughs> I, I i that's my headcanon now if it's not true <laughs> so he didn't do such a good job with the goblin rebellion <laughs> and poor guy uh, so he resigned because of that. And then um, he was elected, though. He was elected minister by the wizarding population of Great Britain and Ireland after the death of Eldritch Diggory. As we, as Tiffany just said, he died of dragonpox. Um, so the Boot family, we do know that last name. They, It's unknown if they are pureblood or not. Like, we do not know. However... The family was most famous for its involvement in the founding of Ilvermorny. Mm. Um, one of the co-founders, so actually two boots. A pair of boots. One for each foot. And his wee little bits. They founded Ilvermorny. However, one of them, Webster, later returned to Great Britain where then his descendants would have been educated at Hogwarts. Too um, bad uh, his descendant Albert got the boot. He did. Catherine. <laughs> he did get the boot. There are too many boot puns. Cedric. I didn't realize there were Oh, wait, many. no. Never mind. That's not where I'm not on boot. anymore. I was going to be like, <laughs> Cedric also got the boot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Meg. did. That was sad. Anyway. You don't even have a hood on today. Uh, etymology. So, boot is an English occupational surname for a person who makes or sells boots. Surprise, surprise. Um, Crazy. Though it is also a Dutch occupational surname for a boatman because the Dutch word boot means boat. Is so. that all a boot? That's all the boot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really all we know about Albert. Uh, he was inept. And, and I think he's great. my favorite so far. Right? <laughs> I he's kind of mine too so far. Though I, I don't do know like, if we're picking favorites, but <laughs> I do Always. like the next guy's name though, Basil Flack. Mm. I don't think it's Basil, but it's probably pronounced Basil. It is. You're right. It's probably Basil Flack. <laughs> uh, I like this guy too. His term was from 1752 the 1752 Oof. he was the shortest serving minister how short was, was he, he like two months, was two he months. Like the i was like four oh. foot <laughs> what was that adrian <laughs> oh my like God. The scaramucci out of like the the wizarding world a like, <laughs> it's like a celebrity marriage right <laughs> katie kim kardashian Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What 72 days? <sighs> There's someone who was married less than that. Brittany. Brittany. Yeah, how many she Brittany? was married for hours, right? Yeah. Something yeah. Like yeah. I mean, mistakes were made in Vegas. So Yeah. <laughs> well, it stay it did not stay in it Vegas. Did not stay in Vegas. <laughs> it did not stay. It didn't stay um, anywhere. So Basil. Basil. As we know, he took over for Albert Boot, who resigned because of the Goblin Goblin Rebellion. So Basil here lasted two months and also resigned because the goblin forces joined with the werewolves. Um, 
it is possible he was just like appointed to be a temporary acting minister because of the crisis of the goblin rebellions but we don't really know for sure that's just kind of like assumed um why are we just resigning and giving up yeah so he just like gave up basically yeah yep yep he did so the goblins joined forces with the werewolves and he was like peace out i am not helping anymore don't know what to do goodbye um it's interesting though because his last name so etymology his last name is flack which is an alternate spelling of the word flack f-l-a-k which is english slang for adverse criticism and also basil is a name derived from the greek word it's in Greek. I, I don't know how to say that, but it means king. <laughs> it's like quite literally in Greek. Like there's letters. a Basilius. Basilius. I don't know. So he's like the king of king of adverse criticism, is what you're saying now. Yes. Yeah. Fitting. Um. So three ministers in 1752 here, because this next one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Has hold on. Oh God. Hespastus? Hespastus Gore, 1752 to 1770. He lasted, guys. He lasted. Uh, I thought this was cool, though. So he's one of the earliest Aurors. Is he related to Al Gore? I was wondering that. Maybe. (laughs) Does he care about climate change? The internet seems pretty magical to me, Helene. So I'm just thinking. You know? (laughs) Um. So... Hess, how did we say this? Hesphastus. Let's call him Hespa. Hespa. Hesphastus. I could do it. I could say I could do it. Hesphastus. Right. He successfully put down a number of re- revolts by magical beings, although historians feel his refusal to contemplate rehabilitation programs for werewolves ultimately led to more attacks. Um, and he is also known for the renovation and for reinforcing Owl's Caban, folks. <laughs> Or Azkaban. I don't if. like this guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he definitely. I, I think that. I mean, there's always been prejudice against werewolves, and he probably just deemed them unworthy of rehabilitating, which is not fair and not good. Uh, but yeah, that's ultimately what he decided. And which then he's like, "Sucks, Azkaban. It needs a makeover." <laughs> right, and <laughs> I mean, like. In theory, that potentially sounds good, but we know what Azkaban looks like. So, like, is it good? Probably not. They put in a lounge for the Dementors. Right. Did he work towards prison reform or, you know, like, did he make it better? Did he make it worse? Probably worse. Probably worse. Uh, renovations on Azkaban. I can't. I can't remember. Right. It's like that. it's like There's we know how wallpaper. horrid, <laughs> but like we know how horrid Azkaban is. So like, yeah. what on earth did you renovate? Right. Wallpaper. <laughs> like, wallpaper. It's the wallpaper from the haunted mansion. He added air conditioning <laughs> for when it gets hot. <laughs> mm. Window. <laughs> That's how oh Sirius God. got out. <laughs> the window. Oh my God. The window unit. <laughs> Yeah, so, but, you know, this guy kind of reminds me of just, like, a bad cop, you know? Mm-hmm. He was an horror, didn't care about rehabilitation programs, decisions he made led to more attacks, pro-prison. Doesn't deserve the Gore name. Just throw him in. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so etymology has face. Oh my gosh. Has Hesphastus- <laughs> Uh, may have been a derivative of Hesphaestus, a Greek god of blacksmiths. Mm. Um, Behind bars. And fire. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, oh, prison. Hephaestus mm-hmm. is known to be like the god of, like, it, he, he does a lot of inventions, a lot of tools. Mm-hmm. He's like a mechanic. I mean, I, I don't know if you've ever read the Percy Jackson series. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. I haven't, but. I heard we'll add it to my long, long, long list of to be read. <laughs> I bought another book today and I was like, what are you doing? Put it down. But I, but I bought it. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a book slump. Mind you, I just finished a book two days ago and I'm like, I don't feel like picking, I don't feel like reading. I That's might okay. take a break. I've read a lot this year. Um. So gore, the only thing that we really have in terms of etymology on gore is just like, you know, how it's known to be an English term for blood and is particularly used in reference to graphic violence depicted in visual media. Um, which again, kind of, I mean, like, honestly, that does kind of tie back to the things that we said about him. Mm-hmm. So yep. there's always a reason for everything. As we know, the author really pays attention to her names and like the meaning behind the names and all of that kind of stuff. Wolf, mm-hmm. Werewolf Moonface. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like this guy's name, Maximilian. Wait, is that how you would say that? I think it's Maximilian. Maximilian. I think Maximilian Crowdy, yeah. 1770 to 1781. He was a father of nine. It's um, rowdy in that house. Crowded <laughs> 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 and rowdy. <laughs> AKA Crowdy. Oh, um, I love it. He was a charismatic leader who routed out several extremist pure blood groups planning muggle attacks. See, like I just had a feeling this guy was gonna be kind of cool. I don't know why. The name like Maximilian, you know. Right? One in a million. His mysterious death in office has been the subject of numerous books and conspiracy theories. Ooh, I don't like that. Right? Um, so we actually, that was all that was in, like, the Ministers for Magic article. However, in the author's writing on Makuza, he's mentioned again in that writing. So in 1777, the American wizards argued for and against interventionism in the Revolutionary War. And when President, this is President of Makuza, President Elizabeth McGilligutty. <laughs> Love it. it. It says G, McGilligutty. McGilligutty. Yeah. I don't know that's a real last name. That's all. I don't know. Sought the advice of the Ministry of Magic to find out whether they intended to intervene on their side. Minister Crowdy replied with only a four-word message, sitting this one out. And McGilligutty replied back with an even shorter message, mind you do. So neither Makuza or the ministry intervened in the Revolutionary War. Huh. So. Hmm. Interesting. I remember reading that and just being like, I mean, I guess, I guess like, a, I don't know, it's, 
I don't know how I feel about the fact that they didn't intervene. I mean, yeah. the question is, do they normally intervene? Right. Was this a particularly well, hard war because they didn't? I think Maybe. that we're supposed to believe that they did because of what we're supposed to be seeing in Fantastic Beasts 3. With well, the, that's what I was going to say. I was World like, well, they definitely intervened like, in the other World Wars. Did I wonder, did anybody talk about intervening in the Civil did, War? Wait, did, did they, they intervene with World War One? I don't know. I guess maybe I don't. Well, I think he's just using world like because he's seeing what's happening for World War Two, and he's just using that. Yeah, year of. But didn't Newt and his brother were in the war? Yeah, but I don't know. Were they were they there because the ministry wanted them there, or were they there because they're citizens of a country and they don't want fighting? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think that from my understanding of like what Grindelwald uses is like. This is what's going to happen if we let them continue on doing what they're doing. And everyone already ha- has gone through one world war and they don't want that to happen again. It's still going to happen. Adri. Yeah, I feel like it's more like the ministry or any other like wizarding government is like, do not interfere like politically on this. We're not going to do anything. But like wizards are like low-key like, okay, so I see this happening around my neighborhood. I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, the world wars, those were, like, those were there. I mean, like, mm-hmm. how can you just not, I don't know. And I, I did find Newt worked with dragons in the war. So it was not for the muggles unless there's some. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. <laughs> to be he know said that I worked mostly working- with dragons, Ukrainian Iron Belly's Eastern Front is what he tells Jacob. So, but was he working with, with the english like was he working for that ministry of magic or was he working with a different country's ministry of magic where they were more involved i don't that's know. something we don't know i wonder okay hold on here i found there's a wiki article about world war one so let me it says during the war british minister for magic archer evermond was responsible for passing emergency legislation forbidding wizards and witches from getting involved in an attempt to prevent mass breaches of the International Statute of Secrecy. However, this did not prevent thousands of wizards from discreetly aiding muggles wherever they could. Um, The minister's position drew the public condemnation of Wizengamot member Henry Potter. Interesting. Which which caused a minor stir at the time. Hold on, who is Henry Potter? Is this real? I mean, he has to be related. Great-grandfather of Harry. Yeah. Um, cool. let's see. What is that from? Oh, it's from the author's writing on the Potter family. And then also, where is, I bet you this Archer Evermond is from. Yeah, the Ministers for Magic article, which we'll probably get to in the next episode or later. I'm not sure. Um, so it also says here, Theseus Scamander was among the wizards who participated in the First World War, later earning a reputation as a war hero. His younger brother, Newt Scamander, was part of a secret British Ministry of Magic operation to wrangle Ukrainian iron bellies on the Eastern Front. This program was ultimately canceled as the dragons tried to eat everyone other than Newt. <laughs> oh, that's explained in the Beast's Cinematic Guide. So I, I didn't know there was that much backstory to that. I have a feeling it has to come into play in upcoming Beast movies if, if it's yeah. going to have all of that already written out, you know? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that, so I think what's interesting with like the Fantastic Beast movies, I think because of the fact that they're movies and not novels, like 
if you read a lot of the companion books that came out for the movie, you learn a lot more about the storyline. And I haven't necessarily done that yet, but um, it's because like things had to get cut, right? So like she writes this long script and obviously we can't fit everything into it. So then things get chipped away, but like those pieces of information are still valid. So I think that they kind of like sprinkled them out yeah. throughout these books um, because I think that there's other ones here that are referenced. So there's the screenplay. I know that there was also some stuff in the screenplay that like is just better described in like the notes and stuff. It's not necessarily said, but like in her descriptions and stuff of like the scenes or whatever, like you learn a little bit more. Also, deleted scenes are referenced in this article. Like I said, the um, the Beast Cinematic Guide, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Newt Scamander Cinematic Guide, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Character Guide. Can't they just put um, this all in one thing for me? That would be nice. Money, Katie. I know. <laughs> Money. Why let you ha- Why let you buy one book when you could buy five? Right. <laughs> It says here, too, the wizarding war effort in Europe included an owl air force, although whether it was used for deploying attacks, sending messages, surveillance, or some combination of the three is unknown. That is in the character guide for Fantastic Beasts. Interesting. Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'm going to assume that, like, to a point there was involvement. However, then they had to backpedal because of um, Archer Evermond, the minister, but that doesn't mean that people didn't aid because again like if the war is in your backyard you're gonna protect like yourself and those around you if you want to and you have the means to so like good luck forbidding someone from doing that when they know that they have like an answer to this literally like with their wand or something you know what I mean um Mm -hmm. so then the question is why did both the British wizards and American wizards decide not to intervene in the revolutionary war they were probably like those petty Americans. Let them fight it out. <laughs> Are they Americans yet? I mean, well, I guess not. Unless they, consider unless they thought it was going to create conflict within the wizards, I can see that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All I right. can see that. Interesting. And maybe it was the fact that they were fighting over there, so they'd have to ship their wizards over there. Right. And they're like, meh. We don't want to do that. <laughs> meh. Seems unnecessary. Yeah. Um. So next up is this guy has a cool <laughs> name too, Porteous Natchbull from <laughs> 1781 to 1789. Um, he was called in confidentially in 1782 by the Muggle Prime Minister of the day, Lord North, to <laughs> see whether he could help with King George III's emerging mental instability. Word leaked out that Lord North believed in wizards, and he was Mm. forced to resign after a motion of no confidence. Dang. Did the word get leaked out by the wizards themselves? So they wouldn't have to. That's interesting. uh, I mean, maybe. Could be. Honestly, with, like, how serious they were back in those days about, like, the, the international statute of secrecy, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. Good thought. And Every I time mean, I hear a no confidence thing, all of I think of is Star Wars now. <laughs> and yes. it makes it makes sense why the Muggle Prime Minister in the first chapter of Half Blood Prince like didn't want is not going to tell yeah. anybody because they all probably know about this guy, you know, for sure. And and like the the ministers know even more because they're like, well, he was 
like he was not telling a lie you know but like look what happened to him so i'm not doing that i'm not making that mistake again um next up is unctuous osbert great name <laughs> what are you gonna name your kid unctuous. Unctuous. i'm stuck on sure. osbert <laughs> osbert <laughs> close to oswald Mm-hmm. the lucky rabbit mm-hmm. thank you i just Walt still think of oswald the octopus yeah <laughs> uh so unctuous was the prime minister from 1789 to 1798 widely seen as too much influenced by purebloods of wealth and status <laughs> more specifically septimus malfoy malfoy why am I not surprised? Just remind you of Lucius and Cornelius. Mm-hmm. 1.0. And Best Lucius and Cornelius friend. is 2.0. All of these people have names that end in the US, which is oh. weird. Interesting. Huh. Unctuous. Septimus. Cornelius. Cornelius. Jeez. Weird. Um, so when Osbert was minister, it is said that he was influenced to some degree by Malfoy's interest. Many claimed that minister Osbert was little more than a puppet of Malfoy's who would have been the de facto head of the ministry. De facto meaning in fact or in effect, whether by right or not. We've seen um, this. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like a carbon copy. Yeah. Or the car- the Lucius and Cornelius relationship is a carbon copy of this one. <laughs> um, and honestly, it's a unfortunate super common thing i think that we see in politics in general it's you know politicians are they listen to money so the malfoys have money the politicians listen to the malfoys um etymology on unctuous it is an english word deriving from the latin ungo meaning i anoint with oil and the English word means to be insincerely polite and earnest. So, lying, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Fake. Well, that that sounds great. It sounds just like um, I don't know, a very long way of saying lying sack. Of- so, okay. yeah. <laughs> so he's an oily lying sack of poop. Oh, right. I like that. I like that, Helene. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think I've got the rest. Well, not the rest, but the next section of the timeline. First off, with Artemisia Lufkin, she was a Hufflepuff and Woo. the first witch to become Minister of Magic. Yes. From, awesome. yeah, girl power. Who run the, who run the world? Girl. Um, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she served from 1798 to 1811, and she established the Department of International Magical Cooperation and lobbied hard and successfully to have a Quidditch World Cup tournament held in Britain during her term in office. Nice. That's cool. She I seems feel like, like a solid lady. Mm-hmm. I feel like she and McGonagall would have gotten along great. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, no one went hungry during her term. Because she's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Baby. I'm hungry. 
<laughs> well, it says here that um, Artemisia comes from a large family of herbs with common names like wormwood, mugwort, absinthe, tarragon, and sagewort. It may also refer to Artemisia, and I am not saying that last name, an Italian uh-huh. painter. <laughs> okay, Gentis- I'm, I'm going to try. Gent- Gentileschi? Gentileschi. Gentileschi. Nice. That sounds yeah. solid. I mean, two semesters of Italian, and this is the best I can do. An <laughs> Italian painter influenced my Caravaggio. She is famous for ferocious painting of Judith beheading Holofernes and worked for a while in England in the court of Charles I. Ooh. I'm also thinking like Artemis, goddess of the hunt, yeah. even though that wasn't in um, the info. Next up, we've got another Hufflepuff, yeah. Grogan what? Stump. Yes, he was a popular minister of magic serving from 1811 to 1819 and established the Department of Magical Games and Sports. So from one Hufflepuff who wanted, you know, Quidditch World Cup, to another one who was like, we need more sports in the wizarding world. That's sport ball. Where are these sporty Hufflepuffs? I know. <laughs> you say that, that like you don't Katie, exercise every day. But okay, okay. I exercise. They're all buff puffs. Okay. Oh, I was thinking like sports because I oh, sports running ball. is a sport. Don't they do have? Don't they have sport? Wait, hold on. They don't have, they I almost have. I almost asked, don't they have sports at the Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot of them. Say, oh, see, I was going to say running no. at the Olympics. They I have weightlifting at the Olympics. What else do you do? You run your mouth. They do that at the Olympics. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> if that was an Olympic game. <laughs> but truly, an Olympic game. they even have kayaking. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Badminton. That one really got me. All right. I guess I'm sporty. Jeez. I did always After like sporty been... spice. There we go. Oh my gosh. The mo- yeah. Most important spice of all. Right. So <laughs> he passed important legislation on creatures and beings. Stump was a big fan of the Touch Shell Tornadoes Quidditch team, enjoyed sports, but also helped creatures and beings. I love all that. about teamwork and also, you know, creatures and beings. Then from two puffs who were popular and loved sports to Josephina Flint, an anti-muggle minister for magic who held office from 1819 to 1827. She, she did not like uh, muggle inventions, uh, particularly of the telegraph. And thought it was interfering with wands and magic. Sounds like spa- uh, like you know Jewish space laser to me, but who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah. Possibly related to Marcus Flint, a boy in Slytherin House during the time of the one, the only Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, he was the first person I thought of when you said her name. Mm-hmm. Well, then we've got Odalyn Gamble, a minister of magic from 1827 to 1835. She was more appreciative of muggles and their technology than many wizards of the time. Not quite sure if that means she was, like, seeing them as people, because that doesn't necessarily say much. Maybe she was like like Arthur, where she just, like, liked it. But you know when we're talking about, like, oh, you know, he wasn't as racist as the people of their time, and we're like, yeah, but, like, um, quantify this for me. (laughs) Yeah. 
and introduced the Hogwarts Express as the method of transport into Hogwarts. Awesome. Online Gamble personally offered the Hogwarts Express trolley witch the job. She oh. has held ever since oh. started taking <laughs> students. <laughs> so this lady knows Such about judgment. the trolley witch's <laughs> fingers. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hire that creepy. <laughs> Chris Child ruined that for me. Sorry, guys. Um, judgment. She's had the job since like what 1830, probably. So, yeah, she should go to the salon and get her nails done. Mm. <laughs> yeah, petty. I mean, like, I mean, imagine the cute Honeydukes designs you could get designed on your nails as the trolley witch. Oh, that would be cute. cute. Yes. I wonder how could expensive say, that would be, though. You could say trolley witch on her fingers. Nope. I'm missing They're it. long enough you could fit yeah. it on one. There you go. <laughs> one nail. Yeah. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> oh. Well, there's also a possibly a family connection to the joke shop Gamble and Japes and Diagonality. Mm. It says here that the Hogwarts Express trolley witch felt she had fallen short of Autoland's Gamble's <laughs> hope or expectations after Scorpius and Albus escaped from the train on Cursed Track. I couldn't she touch should, them she, with my long fingers. She should resign. Yeah. Oh <laughs> out, of, out of shame. Out of shame. <laughs> well, um, Gamble means to frolic or romp. So I'm guessing she's a very <laughs> frolicky type minister. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Well, next up, we've got a um, somewhat familiar name, Rodolphus Lestrange, <laughs> or Lestrange. I always forget how to say this. I um, say Lestrange now because of Jim Dale, so get yes. fancy with it. It depends on the mood I'm in. Sometimes I'm like, it's Bellatrix Lestrange, and then I'm like, it's Bellatrix Lestrange. I feel that way as well, yes. I found my people. I think mm-hmm. both are accurate, and you can just decide how you say it based on how you feel. I think. I mean, you're... unless you meet her and she's like, "Hey, you've been saying my name wrong." Right. But yeah. I think, well, she's now dead, so you're not going to meet her. So no. it's. Fine. I think. I think you're Me. Lestrange if you say Lestrange. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> I feel if I ever meet her, I would die, so I would wouldn't have any time to rectify. My <laughs> Wait before you kill off. me. I need to know. What are your pronouns? You <laughs> know what? She would just laugh and like kill you and not tell you just so yeah, you right? died yeah, very sure. unhappy. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely just be a ghost only for that. I know. need to know. <laughs> so, Rodolphus, our friend here, decided to close down the Department of Mysteries, but they just ignored him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My what? favorite thing. I don't think that's too bad of an idea. Oh. Yeah, they're just like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, we're not working here. Nothing to see here. It's fine. It's closed. <laughs> Why are you here? It is closed. It's closed without. He resigned due to the, quote, stress of the office, which is a big mood. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Sure. You would think he'd have a little bit more, like, I don't know, gumption i don't know what's the word i'm trying to think of (laughs) grit resilience yeah Yeah, resilience. that's a good one i wonder why he he was like you know what needs to go the department of mysteries it's too mysterious Mm. i don't understand the love room it is spicy love is spicy (laughs) 
Love is spicy. That's, Stress them that's out. A deep cut joke between me and Helene. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the last one that we've got today is Hortensia Millifet. She was a minister of magic from 1841 to 1849 and introduced much more legislation than other ministers for magic, but some of it was pointless, such as proposed law on hat pointiness, and she fell out of favor. Because and I'm just... Specific law? And it's like, it's... why does this remind me of Percy and Umbridge in, like, the worst possible ways? Cauldron bottoms? Cauldron thickness. Bottoms. I didn't yeah. like her one law on how my hat had to be pointy, so I'm gonna... it's not it's not the that the hat had to be pointy it's that if it was pointy it needed to be a specific kind of pointiness i'm assuming that's a lot too much a lot lot. she was doing cared about her hats i love how well you know you know how we care about our fashion the ladies that's why we can't be present (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) i love how after 1798 it was like a lot of women yeah who were elected that's super cool not all but one but of them wasn't lot. that good mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. josephina flynn yeah oh we're here already that's all we're here already today yeah. but this is only half the list yeah yeah that is who true wants to hear a fan story I me, me, not me, me. <laughs> Sarah, then take off your headphones. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So extra. (laughs) This week's fan story comes from, and I'm going to try and say your name right, Andy Olivan Silva. Good guess. That's pretty. Yeah. Olivan Silva. Thank you. All right. Name, Andy. Houses, Ravenclaw and Thunderbird. Wand, ashwood with phoenix feather core, 12 and a half inches and hard flexibility. Patronus, a snowy owl. And here's the story. That's like one of the coolest Patronuses. That's pretty awesome. Also, every time I see ashwood now, I just think about (laughs) Akatar. I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. Arrows. Mm -hmm. Made me think of Ash Ketchman. I wish that I was lying. Gotta catch her. So proud of you. Pokemon. Pokemon. I dressed up as Ash Ketchum for Halloween one year. It was awesome. Katie <laughs> is so BA. I looked awesome. <laughs> the year is 1999. The third Harry Potter book has just come out. I'm nine years old and everyone in my school is talking about Harry Potter. It's insanely popular. I feel like this is a setup the same. Yes. As, yeah. As, as AJ's. Yeah. 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 I feel, I, I felt this in my heart. I was just I like, excuse it. me. I, know, I love it. <laughs> Not even on purpose. This is how I became a fan. I would hear these stories from my peers about a young boy who wore hand-me-downs and became a wizard. I would have daydreams that it was me. I say I heard about it because my family was too poor to afford anything. Sometimes you wouldn't even be able to afford food. So books were definitely a luxury. The only thing I could do was sign up for the extremely long waiting list at the library and wait my turn. One day, my teacher announced to the class a citywide contest all the third to fifth grade students could enter you had to take a picture of an animal and write a report about it this part i feel a little bad about i lied to my parents and told them it was a mandatory school project (laughs) and i don't know how they did it but they bought me a disposable camera and then had it developed when i finished i wanted to win so bad there was cash prizes and other really cool prizes that my family would never be able to afford 
My entry consisted of a picture of a squirrel and a small essay about them. Long story short, I did not win. However, I did get an honorable mention. I wasn't even able to go to the ceremony because we didn't have transportation. That Monday, I got called into the principal's office. She was so proud of me and upset that I had not won anything. She wasn't having it. She called in the librarian and told her to take me to the book fair, which was going to start that day in the library and pick something out. I did not even think about it twice. I wanted Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That book instantly became my most valuable possession. I read and reread it over and over. I envy those who have stories like, quote, we instantly went out and bought all the other books. Because even though books two and three were already out, it wouldn't be for another two and a half years till I got my hands on book two. I love these books so much. I love listening to you all because I feel like I finally have friends who love these books as much as me. Thank you so much. Goodness. Oh, Andy, this is like the best story ever. No. Yeah, I know. I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen a lot yeah yeah uh, I, love that, I love that it happened for you that you got to go into this world that you like so desperately wanted yes. to dive into yeah what a good principle yes yes, yes. yes. sometimes oh. we get these stories where we hear about educators and how you know they weren't the greatest uh educators but i love stories like yes. this that um that showcase great educators mm-hmm. and how it makes such a huge impact in the lives of children and i just thank you so much for your story like we yeah we really appreciate it yeah i have a similar sort of like i understand where you're coming from um my family didn't have a lot of money growing up either and it is you know it, it is people outside of your immediate family sometimes who like give you something like that like I got my first book from Katie's whole family like shared one book yeah we all so they all had to like wait in line for each other to like finish the book but like I got to read them because of someone else you know what I mean because we weren't just buying books either so yeah I relate and I understand and yeah I didn't glad you're part of the community I didn't have my first set of books until like literally upstairs I have the copy of Chamber of Secrets that I pretty much kind of stole from someone on accident because I never gave it back sorry Tiffany that's worse than blowing your horn out the window it's probably (laughs) I I think that the person is okay with you having it I think they're fine it was since seventh grade I think but like my parents didn't buy me like I got the first uh I feel like I got the first four in a set for Christmas from my aunt so and books aren't cheap they really especially aren't. No. hardback books so yeah. like i totally get that as well so i didn't yeah. own them until especially when they came out before amazon or anything like that yeah right yeah mm-hmm. you had to like go to you actually had to go into a bookstore guys oh i got one of them yeah. at walmart i remember we bought it for my dad and then i wrote in it in my crappy handwriting you're like here's a book that you can read dad the first one that i could actually go and get was order and i went to borders like at the mall borders borders yes, I remember going borders, to yes walden books one time where we went to walden books oh one walden time. books yeah I mean, actually it might have been walden books i can't remember or dalton i don't know so many bookstores that don't exist anymore yeah there's a website that um called thriftbooks.com that i got like all my harry all my percy jackson books on when i started that series earlier this year you can get like a hardcover book for like four bucks so i definitely Ooh. suggest they sell like oh, nice. old library books okay. so like they'll come with like the library stuff on the side and what is it called again 
Can I send you my bill? (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't have her repeat it, Megan, because we don't need any more books. (laughs) I know this is accurate. No, but really, Um, what is it? (laughs) It's thriftbooks.com. Yeah, I got like all five of the Heroes of Olympus for like a total of maybe 16 bucks. Awesome. All hardcover, too. Wow. they, They don't charge shipping. So, I mean, if you're okay with like your books not looking brand new, they're all old. Oh, I don't care. You know what I love? too is uh like books Timmy's that have grandma. written yes i love when people write in books and then i get it so like, I actually do you ever shop at things. do you ever shop at half price books because yes. that's, yeah that's, like that's my where i got timmy's grandma for my thing yeah, yeah. I, I got a um a signed like it was it's like a little uh supplemental book written by rick riordan the author of chris jackson um and it was signed by him and it was only ten dollars and i bought it and it was only ten dollars because it was made out to like gabe or something uh, i don't i don't gabe. care though you, yeah. I mean, you have to buy that when you see that right it doesn't yes, matter like for sure. what so is cool. gabe thinking i uh, know right <laughs> <laughs> signed by the author what is timmy's grandson thinking or grandchild i don't know if it was boy or girl <laughs> they might be uh, non-binary i don't know but what were they thinking i don't know Especially because your grandma got it for you. I still have stuff that I have for my grandma that I didn't really care for, but it's still here because she bought it for me. I have butterfly hair clips that have since <laughs> rusted from my grandma. I will not get rid of those. Butterfly hair clips. I ate my grandma. That's probably what Timmy's grandchild, grandchild was thinking. <laughs> it took a long time, too. I'm so sad that there's no half-price books in Florida. But there's That's that one we found. So sad. I know, but, but this is bad. Now I'm on this website and I don't need, <laughs> genuinely don't need any more books. I'm an enabler. Right, so, what can so, I buy? Quick question. Quick question. Are you ladies more of a, I need a physical book or like ebooks and audiobooks are fine? I, for me, I cannot do all. audiobooks just because I cannot focus. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I do both ebooks and um, hard, like real books. So like when I'm not, reading at work um i typically will not read an ebooks because it's easier because i have my kindle app on my phone but i don't use it and then i'll read like real books like hard like physical books um, yeah yeah well because like there's this app called libby and it links to your uh library card and i get like a bunch of like audiobooks and also ebooks if they don't have like yeah that's i love to like listen to the book and just like clean the house really. yeah i always yeah. have an audiobook going at the same time that i'm reading like whether it's a physical book or on my kindle but usually if it's like a really hefty book i'll put it on my kindle that way i don't have to like lug it around but if i really like it i'll buy it on kindle yeah. and physical yeah there's a lot that i have both it just depends. Like right now I'm reading a twisted Disney tale and it's it's little, so I'm like reading the physical copy of that and listening to a discovery of witches on Audible. There's something different. Love about a discovery like, of witches. It's pretty good. Have you seen the series yet? I know nothing about it except what I've read so far in this book. Oh. All right. We need to connect afterwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, tell me a joke. All right. Well, thank you, Andy, for sharing your story and inspiring yes. this awesome talk. Yeah. All right. What do dementors do on their breaks? I was going to say make out, but that seems bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, as cabanter. 
there? Do you have any? Yeah, do you have any? Well, do. I was trying to think of like what jokes <laughs> could I look up. So I was like, maybe presidential jokes because right. oh boy. I mean, well, the like first it. one is where does the president keep his razor? In the Oval Office, I don't know. In the cabinet. Please. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, let's see if there's another one. Oh. <laughs> What do you call a basement full of politicians? Oh, God. A wine cellar. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, God. Uh, I enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy this. Goodness. All right. Do Moving it. On. Follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at The Peachers Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSwish underscore Flick. Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. And ladies, please add yours. I'm at Anana Banana on both Twitter and Instagram. I am personally at uh, Helene Carp, uh, H-E-L-E-N-E-K-A-R-P on Twitter, and then Helene.Carp on Instagram. And then our podcast, Accuopolitics, is at Accuopolitics on everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, should go check us out yes definitely should yes because friends this is part one of a two-part series and part two will be uh on some date in the future (laughs) on acupolitics so make sure that you go you like and subscribe to their podcast are you on all platforms i think yes yes so wherever you love to listen to podcasts go Find them, like, and subscribe, and the rest of our conversation is going to be on theirs. And we'll post about it, too, so you won't miss it. Yes. But honestly, thank you so much for coming on and for joining us. I had fun. I feel like you two fit in the Swish fam real nice. Yeah. (laughs) It felt very easy, you know, when you meet someone and you just, like, feel it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. Crab. Thank you so much for having us. Honestly, I, I mentioned it, but um, I don't know if I've ever said to you guys that you got your podcast was actually the very first podcast that I ever listened to. You were wow. my very first introduction to podcasts. It was 2017. And I was just like, eh, you know, I've heard podcasts are cool. Like, it'd be nice to listen to something other than music on my commute to work. And I was like, I like Harry Potter. Let's see what's out there. And you guys were like, the first one that popped up. I was like, oh, four ladies. That's cool. I'll listen to it. And I mean, here I am uh, hosting. And now you're part of podcast. Two lady podcast. That's awesome. That's so awesome. So thank you. That's really cool. uh, You guys definitely were formative in my podcast career, and I I love. I've been listening to you guys for forever. (laughs) Love you. You guys are great. Thanks so much. That means a lot. That really does. For real, you. But that 2017. That's that's the beginning. So that's even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. That's the very beginning. Those were some rough first days. <laughs> As are any first days on podcasting and you're like, I, yes. figure, I, I figure I could do this, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, goodness. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs>
Ready, everybody? Body loss voice. All right, here we go. He's my best friend. We did it! Yay. We did it! Yay. 